Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Thursday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We are live here in Mobile, Alabama at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Super excited to be here. We've been here now for a couple days, and we have some really exciting guests. The content today, the interviews today and Friday and Monday are going to be really, really fun. Eric McLean, what has it been like to be here at the Senior Bowl? Well, let me just say this first. For for all of us to be in person, Richmond Weaver, I'm staring at him, looking at him right the now. Goat. The GOAT. The, goat. The, that's, <laughs> the pod squad to all be together. I mean, this is so much fun. Um, I've I, I really enjoyed this trip, the fellowship with each other, um, and just being able to spend time with each other. Because, you know, as y'all may or may not know, Kelly and I always do this from, you know, 100 plus miles away on computers, and then Rich does everything in the background. So we never really get to be with each other. Uh, so this has been really, really fun on top of an amazing product. That is the Reese Senior Bowl. And, and big thank you to Molly Middleton for doing an unbelievable great job of just setting all this up and getting it so organized. I think this is our first one, and we're sitting in the convention center right now. And Man, everything has been very smooth, at least from our side. I hope it is from hers as well. And then, of course, Jim Nagy and, and the great things that he has been able to do. But when you look at the players, it's high intensity. It's running around like crazy, the passion, the effort. You start to see a couple of spark plugs, that I like to mm-hmm. say, or thermostats really emerge and, and step up. And it's been fantastic. It's been so fun to watch. So, first of all, it's so great to record this in person. That is really fun because <laughs> we rarely get to do that. That's been great. I would like to mention that last night we we got us some Gulf seafood <laughs> at Felix's Fish Camp. Shout out. Delicious. It was so good. My, my scrimps were amazing. You guys had what? What did you have? We had the, the fresh catch of the day, the yes. mahi-mahi. Yes. So good. Excellent staff. Took really great care of us. Um, and I think Nick recommended this, right? That's how yes, we found yes, out about Yes, he's been place. down here for some work stuff, so he recommended that. And we were able to go to the summit last night. It was kind of a Q&A, and there were a lot of coaches. You had the Jets coach and, and the Lions coach up there. And then Kirk Herbstreit came out and talked with James Franklin, Steve Sarkeesian, Brian Harson, and Nick Saban. And the, the Saban and Harson stuff was, was fun. I actually found Franklin and Sark to be really interesting. I thought they said some good stuff. And you could tell that basically all these head coaches, a few of them are embracing it a little more than others, but I think the transfer portal is driving them all a little crazy, especially James Franklin. He was think, not for it. Yeah, I think just the way it is, the fact that it is such a wild, wild west, um, you know, they don't like it, certainly. They, they have to deal with a whole new aspect, and it all just, the fact that it all was happening at once uh, with, with Transfer Portal, NIL, this extra year of eligibility, like all these things were just kind of the NCAA, which par for the course, uh, just said, yeah, you know, figure it out, guys, here it goes. And, uh, you know, it's been extremely difficult for everybody involved. Now, I do love the power the players have. I love the freedom. But with freedom comes a lot of other things. Well, so and it's, there can be freedom with some restrictions. Right. Right? right. We live in the land of the free, but I also, Still you know. Still a 35-mile-an-hour speed right, limit right exactly. Here. <laughs> there can be restrictions. We were at practice yesterday. We saw some really good stuff. We talk about it with the guys that we, we get on. I thought Goodrich had a good day. I thought Zion Johnson had a good day. Jermaine Johnson 
is really I may, he may be the talk of the town a little bit right now, Max. He he's freaky, and he's one of those guys I talk about. Who's a thermostat? Who's a guy that can really just get it jacked up and get you excited? He's one of them, and he's a tone setter. Uh, he he actually was the guy. We we'll talk about this with him tomorrow. Uh, but he was the guy that at the end of the practice, uh, the Lions staff they kind of do this competition drill. And he was brought up to the front. So he is our best. We're going to put him out there as a defense, and he's battling against a Kentucky offensive lineman. And, you know, he, he won, you know, two of the three reps. He, it was very impre- he did. There was, there was a dead body there. Mac, um, Mac, you could tell it hurt his heart to see an O-lineman oh, uh, struggle. Cringy, but it was ACC versus SEC, and I was very happy with the fact of that. So it was, it's been really cool. It's been great to be able to see these guys physically, Kelly, I think, that both of us appreciate that and not have to just – you know, take what people write, you know, because at the end of the day, I think in this process, what we trust the most is our own eyes and the things that we look for as analysts, uh, maybe other people don't. And, and so that's really been a fun part. Um, and then I'll tell you, just talking with these guys, the three guys that we have here in a second, to get to know them a little bit, to be personable, to understand you know, who they are, why they do things and, and this and that. It was really fun. No doubt. Okay, so let's start for today's episode. Here is the sketch, the docket. We have Mario Goodrich, cornerback from Clemson. We have Zion Johnson, offensive lineman, guard, also playing some center <laughs> from Boston College, O-line U. We, we dive into that with him. And then Cal Adamitis, the long snapper from Pittsburgh, who was awesome to talk to. Mac, as we preview Goodrich, obviously he's a Clemson guy, and we were really excited to talk with him. I think we saw him have a big PBU yesterday. I think his stock is on the rise. And he was a really good guy to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy that is going to grow, that is going to soar up these draft boards because of his performance. And, you know, I think what you saw from him yesterday was technique, physicality, and awareness. And those three boxes, if you can check those time and time again, uh, you, you've got a really good thing going. Uh, but with that in mind, KG, let's talk to Mario. Here with uh, Clemson's very own Mario Goodrich joining us here at the Senior Bowl. How has the experience been so far for you, Mario? Um, it's been wonderful just getting in front of coaches, um, you know, trying to display like what I got. Really just doing interviews, talking to people, just seeing like what I need to work on and get better at. Mario, I, I think that, you know, you were one of the most fascinating prospects at this deal here because of the the growth that's there you know when you saw preseason and you know from a an outsider perspective we all knew right we knew what you could do but from an outsider perspective I think there was this almost shock by your performance this year and how great that you really played and I think throughout this process now the NFL will continue to see that and you continue to climb and grow um do you feel that do you see that just personally like man if, if I ball out this week who knows I mean first second round is in question Oh, yeah. I always I always had it in mind. Like, it's always been a vision to go first and second round. So just trying to put it like a good product together, um, making sure I stay patient, all that, making plays on the ball. And then with the combine invite, just trying to go there and show them that I can run fast and just try to keep rising up the draft stock. For sure. And, and this year, you know, we talked with Jim Nagy, who is the rec- director of this bowl mm-hmm. on Monday. And we talked about you specifically. And I said, Jim, I'm not sure anyone has ever made more money at a Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> now, we'll see. Time will tell. But what was your mindset going into that bowl game? Because these days, so many players opt out. You mm-hmm. could have opted out. I mean, no one on Clemson did, but I'm sure some people thought about it, if we're being real. So what was your mindset going into that game? Uh, my mindset was just, this is my last game of college. I mean, I wanted to play with my brothers one more time. 
And I just wanted to go out there and put my best foot forward and, you know, just make the best of it and just have one more go around with the guys. And luckily, I mean, not luckily, but, you know, we came out with the dub and it was good. It was good. I love to hear that, man. It, it was great to see. It was refreshing to see. And, of course, being both of our alma maters, uh, it was important to us yeah. for y'all to represent Clemson that way, so so appreciate you there. Uh, you played with a pretty dynamic guy your entire career in Andrew Booth, mm -hmm. and I think that what is unique about that is there's so much attention with him and, and what he was able to do and the place he was able to make to where, okay, don't forget about this guy over here. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about Mario Goodrich. But I think what's so unique about it is you were able to really shut down a side of the field. Just walk us through your style of play. If, if we're NFL GMs, if we're NFL scouts, who is Mario Goodrich? Why should we draft you in the first or second round? I would say I'm a physical guy. I like to get up and press, uh, get my hands on receivers to be able to knock timing off the route. Um, you can go back and look at the film. There's a lot of times the quarterback's looking to my side and he ended up just getting Don't sacked. Go that way. Or <laughs> he ended up getting sacked or he holds the ball or something. So I feel like um, I do that well. And just coming up in a run game, being physical, I want to tackle. I mean, there's a lot of corners who don't like to tackle. They shy away from contact. I'm not that tight. It, it's good when the prospect is saying what everyone thinks because yep, it's one yep. thing if, okay, we're writing all this down. He's like, I don't know about that. But that's what I see. I yeah. see physicality. I see technique. I see in the press game that, man, you alter guys' routes. You mess up timing. And that's going to be so instrumental mm -hmm. at the next level. No doubt about it. We saw that Coach Reed and, and Dabo were here yesterday. What did that mean to you to have those guys on the field with you? Oh, it meant a lot. I mean, just to have my coaches come out and support me. I mean, a lot of guys' coaches don't come out. They're probably still out recruiting, trying to get, like, the final touches in. So just to have them, Coach McCorvey, come out, I mean, it means a lot. Um, it shows, like, that they really care about their players and everything. So it just meant a lot. I can't me. forget Coach McCorvey. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, he was in that the picture. Goat. I saw him. The I goat. can't, can't forget him. Uh, Mario, before we let you go, uh, some very unique things happened at Clemson. And I know you're gone, and I know you still have some you know, brothers that are playing on the team, but you know, just want to kind of see it from your perspective. Coach Venables is going to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. you know, I think the best coordinator ever. I think when you look at D coordinator, the things that he does, what he brings to a team, I think he's the best ever. What will Wes Goodwin now be for the Tigers? What kind of guy is he for the Tigers? You obviously were able to go through an entire bowl prep. Um, so what, what will he be for Clemson? I mean, Wes is a genius. I mean, he's had many NFL teams offer him jobs, and he's turned them down just for this position. Like, he's been wanting this position for a while. So just to see him get that opportunity, I mean, I know the guys are going to fight for him. I know he's going to do well, him and Coach Kahn, like, co-defensive coordinator. So I know they're going to do a good job, and I'm really proud. Like, I'm happy for him. My man. Well, Mario, thank you so much. Good luck the rest of this week. Thank Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Mario Goodrich for joining us, talking about at the end, uh, Wesley Goodwin and calling him a genius. It seems that that is the term that everyone always uses first right. when talking about <laughs> Wes Goodwin. But we really appreciated Mario's time. Yeah, no, no question about it. And it's fun, you know, okay, we have our thoughts on what Mario's good at, what Mario likes to do. And then when he confirms it all, that was really cool to hear just his, his physicality and the fact that he can go man and use his ball skills and his footwork, you know, to be one of the, the best corners in this draft. And I think that's going to really be reflected. Um, this next guy, KG, I, I'm, I'm a little excited. I might have a little man crush. This is Matt's man crush um, for sure. Listen, when he came to Boston College, and we're talking about Zion Johnson, FYI, 
um, I was over the moon because he was just such a raw prospect. But you could just see it, the way he moved, the way he was, blows up in the weight room. And now, I mean, he looked like Superman. You guys will see some picture and video that we play. I mean, this guy is freaky, and it was so fun to talk to him. Mac, I think man crush is the right word. And he was incredibly impressive. I could see how he's walking into these meetings with these NFL teams and blowing them away. And I really like his comments on BC and O-Line U. So let's talk to the latest product from O-Line U, Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson, my man, uh, super excited to watch you this entire week, man. I, I remember back when you made that decision to transfer to BC and, and I was jacked up because I saw you at, B, uh, at Davidson. I knew what you could become and this is it. This is the final form. How does it feel, man, this entire week? It's been two or three days. How do you feel? I mean, it feels good. Uh, I wouldn't say this is the final form. You know, there's always <laughs> uh, improvement. Okay. There's always okay. improvement. You can always improve. But uh, it's been a great opportunity to play against some good players, uh, good chance to meet some of the teams. Uh, I was surprised. We did some of our formal interviews, and I saw Mike Tomlin there. I was like, oh, my God, it's Mike Tomlin. <laughs> uh, you may not know, but it's his son just transferred to BC, which yeah. is kind of ironic. But uh, it's it's been a great experience so far. That's awesome. And, yeah, we've been asking guys about these formal interviews you strike me as a guy that would do well. Um, maybe some guys are more nervous than others, but what have those been like? Um, it, it's really them asking questions about your background, your values, uh, you know, if you consider yourself a leader, you know, questions like that. You know, some X's and O's, they might have you drop your favorite play or they might teach you a play and then have you regurgitate it to them or something like that. But, you know, it's been, it's all been good. You know, it's, you know I've been able to learn some from uh, some of those guys, and it's been great to communicate with them. Yeah, I, to talk to us. I mean, I'm looking at you right now, man. You got the jack sweats on. You're feeling good. <laughs> I mean, just body-wise, how, how has training been compared to playing at school? Uh, because it seems like this is very specific things that you're doing right now. So how mm. is, I guess, training since the season ended to this point? Where have you been? What have you been doing? So I've been in Pensacola training at Exos. Uh, the uh, coach there for the O-line is Josh Sitton, you know, played in Green Bay and the Bears for quite a bit, was a great player. Uh, and, it, and it's been great because, you know, everything is focused, everything's specific. You know, if we lift weights, it's for a specific purpose. Uh, you know, everything relates to either our running form or, you know, if we're doing a broad jump that day, it'll relate to that. You know, Coach Sitton has done a lot to teach, teach us some of his tricks that he used when he played. You know, a big thing he talks about is in the wide zone, just getting, you know, speed to target, you know, getting out of your stance as, far, as fast as you can to that play side target, you know, second step on the in, the inside zone and some of the tighter zone plays. Um, you know, he really emphasizes hands. Uh, he's big on uh, getting your hands refit, get your hands refit, re, re, constantly getting your hands in, in the right position. And uh, I've gotten to learn some some good stuff from them. Mag is loving it. I can see the smile. <laughs> we can the, talk a lot the all day. O-line we, we can just... <laughs> nerding out that I've seen here is just absolutely amazing. Speaking of O line, speaking of nerding out, we saw that you were uh, playing a little center yesterday too, and kind yep. of switching it up. What was that like for you? Uh, well, I'll be playing more center today. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh, it it was good. You know, I haven't played much center in games, but you know, I've had the opportunity. You know, Coach Applebaum really emphasizes you know versatility. I've been the backup center, played some center in the spring game, and I've had some opportunity to work it in the offseason, and you know, I, I feel great at it. And, I, you know, I want to be a player that if a team needs me to play anywhere, I, I can say I can do that. I, I think the versatility piece is just so important, and, and we've seen that in your career. 
you know, your second year at BC having to play left tackle just because that's where the team thought, okay, this is the best position for us to win. Then you slide back in your last year and now at maybe the most important event that you've ever had in your life today. Oh, we're going to throw another curveball. Let's do center, something you've never done in a, in a game or live bullets, whatever, uh, against some of the best of the best. And so I think that versatility is, is going to be really favorable to you. When you're talking to these teams, and, and I know you've you know, done a few here and there at the Senior Bowl, well, what is their vision? I mean, when they see you, when they talk about it, is it center, is it guard, or do they truly love the fact that put them at any of the three interior, we feel really good about it? Well, that's the thing. Well, it's really a range. You know, every team has a different need. You know, some teams need a center more than a guard. Some teams might need a guard more. And, uh, you know, I like to present myself as, you know, a guy who will play any position that the team needs me to. And so, uh, you know, of course, I've gotten teams that ask me more about center and some teams that, you know, may have not even mentioned it. But, uh, you know, it's really a range. That's interesting. Okay, let's talk about Boston College for a second because – Many people throw out the term O-line U. Would you say that's correct? And then why? Like, what makes BC O-line U? Absolutely. Because okay. I, I feel like the O-line is a huge part of the culture at BC. You know, no matter the coaching staff we've had, it's always been like this team starts with the offensive line. It starts up front. It starts with the guys up front. And, um, you know, that was the thing with Coach Dazio. That's been the thing with Coach Halfley and Coach Signetti and, uh, the new offensive co- coordinator, I believe, will have the same uh, philosophy. But, you know, we, you know, I, I've, I've come from a long tradition of good offensive linemen that have played at that school. You know, the most recent being, you know, Chris Lindstrom, a guy that when I came in, you know, he was just a great guy willing to, you know, give some insight and, and teach all of us. And, uh, you know, it, it, it feels great to play for a team that had, you know, so many great players like, you know, Costanzo, Goster Sherrillis, Josh Beekman, you know, Tom Nalen, long list of guys that have, have done well in the NFL. And do you feel an obligation, maybe isn't the right word, but an obligation to continue that, to represent BC as Absolutely. O-line you in the NFL? Absolutely. You know, I, I feel like I'm representing, you know, all the teams I've played for, whether it be high school, you know, even repping Lil Davidson and, you know, Boston College. And when, when you, you bring up, you know, Lindstrom, the Lindstrom family, the Lindstrom <laughs> clan, they're far and wide. Uh, you and Alec have a, a great relationship. And, mm-hmm. and to hear him talk about you and things that you've said about him, uh, how did that develop? And do you think that, you know, that relationship that you guys had really heightened your play on the field? Well, you know, me and Alec really played our first our first seasons together. Uh, my first season at Boston College, you know, I played left guard next to him, and that was his first season starting. So we had kind of a unique relationship, you know, you know coming in together, you know, really uh, fostering that relationship on the field. But, you know, we lived together off the field, me, him, and Ben. So we had, you know, opportunities to really, you know, uh, you know go out and eat, go, you know, uh, see movies, do stuff like that, hang out as, uh, as teammates. But, you know, Alex is, a, is an awesome guy. I think we all know he's a tough guy, and he's a guy that, like, we use the word gritty. You know, he, he is uh, definitely a gritty guy. He's, he's someone who, you know, may not be the biggest or the strongest guy, but he's going to strain and he's going to fight his hardest for the team. My, my favorite uh, story that Alec told us, we, we've had him on the podcast, and we were just asking him about you, and he said, you know, no offense to any of the other guys that play guard, but when I'm doing a tag block or a back block with Zion, it's, uh, it's a lot more fun because we move the guy <laughs> out of the way a lot easier yeah. uh, and just speaks to, to the way you play. As we let you go here, I wanted to ask you, if we get to Sunday and we go through every all these drills, all these uh, the game, the interviews, 
Sunday morning, you're going to be happy because why? I mean, I'm going to be happy because of the opportunity, just being able to be here, play, play against guys I may have seen on film, talk to the team. You know, the Senior Bowl is a thing, you know, when you're coming up through college that you see all the classes go through. You see the players in the NFL that went to the Senior Bowl. So to be here is like a great, you know, it's like, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome for me. So just having the opportunity to be here is great. But like I said, it's also an opportunity to showcase what I can do. Well, we appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate your time. Awesome. Man, that was incredible. Let me tell you, KG, I think that the versatility piece for Zion is going to be enormous. I I think that teams are going to see if we draft this guy, we're really getting three players because he can play left guard, he can play center, and he can play right guard. I think that that is so instrumental. And, I mean, emergency purposes, he can go to tackle. He's done that for a full season and did it at a high level. So I think that teams are going to look at this guy and say he's an offensive lineman and he is a baller. He's a guy that is an absolute road grader, but he's patient in his pass sets, has nice, strong, heavy hands, and that, that's been on full display all week long. He's going to continue to dominate, but Kelly, an impressive young man to speak to as well. For sure, and I loved when he said, and I used the word obligation, and he really didn't push back, that he he feels like he needs to go in the NFL and represent Boston College and represent all the guys that have come before him, and I think that's really cool about BC. Our final guy here, we had on a long snapper. There's only two long snappers here, so it's very elite. One on each team. A lot of pressure. Gosh, Mac, I just feel like in general being a long snapper, you got to be okay with pressure <laughs> because the only time anyone notices you is when you mess up. But uh, Cal Adamitis from Pittsburgh, impressive guy. He, he I was really glad is. we got to talk to no, him. No, and that's what's been so great about all these guys. I mean, all these ACC guys that we're covering, uh, they truly are elite. They are the best of the best. That's why they're here representing their teams and, and you know, really just talking with Cal. Number one, his story of how he got to be a long snapper was really cool. The fact that, you know, a little bit of tight end, a little linebacker, a little, you know, just a football player. You think of those positions as being kind of hybrid guys. Um, and then finding his way at Pitt and going on to do amazing things and being, you know, the number one long snapper in the ACC for consecutive years in my eyes and some others that, that actually rank the position very specifically. And then the off-the-field stuff, KG, was more than impressive to me. It was, and you'll hear about his charity, Cal's Kids, and how that came about, how he's using NIL for a very good purpose, which we absolutely love to see. So let's get to one of the two long snappers here. I'll, I'll call him the long snapper, Cal Adamitis. Big Cal, welcome in. Podcast debut. Thank you for joining us today. I just want to start, man. All-star setting. Best of the best are here. You are one of one on this team for Long Snapper. How does that feel? It's got to be amazing. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a great honor and uh, it's exciting. You know, I was just talking to you a couple minutes ago how in the, the media room there's a slideshow and it's just all the action shots of the guys throughout the year. You know, the best of the best are really here. So it's uh, great to be a part of that. Cal, how did you, I'm always curious about Long Snappers. Like, how did you get into the Long Snapper world? What's the story there? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I was a tight end fullback for a while in high school. Um, I was getting a little bit of love from some D2, D1 AA schools, but, you know, I uh, kind of found my, my niche as a long snapper um, following my senior year in high school. Uh, that was my chance to play power, at the Power 5 level. And, you know, once I got that opportunity at Pitt and went with it and ended up playing early on, that was, you know, the first time I really realized, hey, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at this and uh, 
this might be my my way to play football for wow. as long as I can. <laughs> How about that? And you talk about as long as you can. I mean, we see, have seen long snappers in the league play 20 years. I right. mean, it's a position where you take care of your body, you love it, you get on a good team. I mean, it's a great situation. How has that been here being around, you know, those coaching staffs? Is there any early leads you feel like, okay, maybe this guy, maybe this team? What has been kind of your indication with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, it's an honor to work with the, the Jets staff as well. You know, just getting to work with an NFL staff. Uh, they're coaching the national team, which is, you know, the squad I'm on. So it's, it's really great to be exposed to, you know, NFL coaching right now and get my feet wet with that. Just that, you know, when I do walk in the door in rookie minicamp and training camp, it's not the first time I've, I've been around a NFL coaching staff. Um, so it's just great to get that perspective. Yeah, that's really the best part, honestly, at this point in time, just getting that exposure. We just talked with uh, your QB, Kenny Pickett. And we know Damari Mathis is here, too, so it's kind of a, a pit takeover, kind of a if pit you will. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a pit takeover. Uh, there's some debate, you know, who's QB1? Is it Kenny? Is it Matt Corral, Malik Willis, whatever? Is Kenny QB1? What, Kenny, what's your argument for he Kenny? He is absolutely QB1. And, okay, uh, why? You know, well, I think the why is, is being displayed not just during practice, but, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the day here. We're, we're spending a lot of time together, and I've already had, like, multiple guys kind of just that I've chatted with be like, hey, Kenny's a really cool guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we – he is like, and I think that's that's the stuff that will, you know, separate himself because this week is a grind. You know, it's a we're spending a lot of time. You know, it's it's kind of like Disney World for for football players. You know, we're that's just right. there's candy everywhere and it's football twenty four seven. So <laughs> it's the perfect. And no How school, much candy no school. have you had? Uh, more than I'd like to disclose. <laughs> Look yeah. at this body. He's not eating candy. This guy's lying to us right now. Um, Cal, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask about uh, your charity, your foundation, uh, and the things that you were able to do, setting the goal. 94,000 and then blowing it out of the water. Uh, I guess really two-part question. How, I, I mean, ecstatic were you? Did you know right away when NIL was a thing that, okay, this is what I wanted to do? And then just give a, give some light on, on your charity a little bit. Absolutely. So, you know, something that actually the, the roots of took place way back my, my freshman year at Pitt, um, when I first kind of had some longish hair, it wasn't as long as it was, uh, you know, later in my career, but a couple of my roommates just kind of jokingly were like, hey, Cal, like, how much would we have to pay you to shave your head? And at that point, I was just like, ah, that's, that's not going to happen, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, you know, my, my hair grew longer and it became part of my persona. And, uh, and then once the NIL framework was passed, you know, just kind of brainstorming during camp again with, with some of my friends. And they kind of asked the same question again. And then that kind of turned into, well, we could, you know, utilize this as a way to do something good for the community in Pittsburgh. And being from Pittsburgh, you know, um, always been aware of Children's Hospital and the great sure. work that they do. Uh, so I talked to our, you know, head of community service, Celeste Welsh. She loved the idea. She bounced it to Coach LaSala, who's our operations guy, and then Coach Narduzzi, EJ, our media guy. And everyone was kind of just, just as excited about it as, as I was originally. And then we got Children's in. They were exci excited about it. And when we had that first meeting and they were like, hey, you know, what's your goal for this? What do you want to want to try to do? And having no prior fundraising experience, I was like, you know, I mean, $100,000 would be awesome. Like, that would be unreal. And uh, I just still remember they were just like, oh, we'll absolutely get that much. Absolutely. And I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. Like, it sounded like a lofty goal. And they're like, we'll use 94 as, you know, it's, it'll kind of tie in the football piece together, get people more excited about that. Um, and, you know, hopefully either way we'll exceed 100,000. And, and, and we did. We got up to around 121,000. And, uh, yeah, it was just a... Just an awesome experience. That's big time. Look up Cal's kids if you don't know the story and you can see all that. Do you miss your hair? That's what I want to know. 
I do. I do. You know, I'll, I'll definitely grow it back at some point. Okay. But uh, the convenience factor of having short hair is you can't beat that. There are some I am positives. with you right now. It's big time. It's there great. There are some, you know, you like it, but then it's summer and it's 100 degrees and you have no hair and you're it's good. It's way better. It's way better. Yeah. It's well, way the better. thing for me that was always my uh, uh, my thorn in my side was in the wintertime. You know, if you, if you don't blow dry your hair after a shower yep. and you go outside, it's just freezing. <laughs> your head is just freezing for like an hour and a half until your hair dries. <laughs> Cal, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming on. Very excited for your future, man. Good luck. Thank you very much. Great to be on. So impressive. Big Cal, really appreciate his time. All these guys, they, they've been you know, very uh, courteous to us, uh, giving us some time here. A lot of things going on, a lot of people here. Uh, but for them to sit down and spend some, some time with uh, Gramlich and Mac Lane here was very, very cool of them and very appreciative. We got to keep going. We got to keep moving. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of content to get to and really excited about tomorrow's episode as well, KG. No doubt. So today, thanks to Mario Goodrich, Zion Johnson, Cal Adamitis for joining us. Tomorrow's episode. We have a guy who, when you see him in person, O-linemen, and I'm talking about Mac, they start just cowering in the corner. They get scared. Jermaine Johnson, impressive guy. We have Jermaine Johnson on tomorrow. Lasita Smith, who I was really blown away by, the Virginia Tech offensive lineman. And then Monday's episode is, I'll just put it this way, it's a (laughs) QB-centric episode. So if you can do the math and figure out which ACC quarterbacks are here in mobile, mobile, then you can put that together. We're going to have Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell on Monday, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot more to get to, guys. Thank you for listening. Another great episode of Gramlich and Mac Lane. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, write us a little rating, a little review. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.